0: Before we start the episode, I'd like to give a quick content warning. We will be discussing experiences of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Remember to take care of yourself first, as these topics can be triggering to some people. If at any point you need to pause the episode, don't hesitate to do so. If you feel like you need extra support, there are many resources on UW campus, such as Sarva, Live Well, and Safe Campus. These resources are all linked in the episode description. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Are the Answer. I'm your host, Lucy Barrett, a sophomore at the University of Washington and member of WeCare. The mission behind this podcast is simple this is a safe and open platform for women to share their stories. Our hope is that you leave feeling educated and inspired by our conversations. Now, a little bit about us. At WeCare, we strive to empower girls through education. We are in collaboration with Fear Knee, an organization providing free education to child brides, orphans, and girls in India who have been denied the opportunity to be educated. We are dedicated to this cause because everyone deserves to feel empowered through an education, regardless of their gender. Today, I'm joined by Priyol Sahai, a high school senior and go-getter who isn't afraid to stand up for what she believes in. Priol led a walkout at her high school in reaction to the lack of accountability and action in regards to sexual assault cases. Priel's leadership, courage, and passion are attributes we cherish at WeCare. I'm looking forward to what I feel like will be a very eye-opening conversation around sexual assault and harassment. So let's waste no time and get into the episode. First off, welcome to the podcast, Priol. Hi. <laughs> so first of all, before we start, we have a story to tell to everyone. Um... It took a while to get to the spot we are right now. We actually visited three different buildings on campus. Everyone just didn't want us to be there. Nope,
1: too exclusive. It's fine, like it's (laughs) fine.
0: Um, But we made it, we're good. Found a quiet room. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how everything got started for you. Yes, well um, for
1: our school, Inner Lake, it was actually uh, kind of a chain reaction. The first walkout was at Newport High School. Um, because of one of their students um, assault Alex Sue, and she did this huge walkout inside the school and then they got expelled. Um, all the organizers, not the abuser himself. And at the same time, in my school, we were in the middle of our fall play production. It was the actual was <laughs> the last rehearsal before our show itself. Wow. And um, while we were on stage, while I was on stage, there was an, um, one of our cast members got assaulted by one of our male cast members uh, backstage. It's a really small cast, like 12 people, so it was very much planned. Mm-hmm. And he assaulted her backstage, and we didn't really know what was happening until we, like, finished the scene and saw that everyone had disappeared. And they said it was for a cast meeting, and we finished the scene, and we went backstage, and there was just screaming and crying, and... People trying to start fistfights, and it was a it was a huge um, scene. And the girl was in tears, hiding in a closet. And yeah. And after that, we took some time to process it. And after the Newport walkout, we it was really truly coincidental. Like it was just two events that are happening at the same time. And um, since they did the walkout, we decided to take the opportunity and do our own to follow it and also to get justice because they, as I said, the victims got expelled at Newport so we did a walkout a little bit different, we did it outside, we contacted media outlets and we hosted our own walkout and it was really successful, the entire school came and it wow. ended up spreading through Sammamish, Bellevue High School, the entire Bellevue School District actually and then also into Seattle Public
0: Schools, Garfield, Mercer Island did one too and yeah, that got started. That's amazing! Um, wow. So, what was that experience like? How did that? How did you organize that? What sort of? What was the process of of organizing? That?
1: It was. Uh, it was actually a really interesting process because um, when we first started planning the walkout, we didn't know about the disciplinary action that had been taken against the Newport students and why it had happened. Mm-hmm. So we started planning it because of what because we. Drafted a message as a cast and about what had happened backstage because people knew since the guy was eventually removed from... Removed himself, actually, to be clear. He removed himself from the cast after the admin took no disciplinary action. The rest of the cast... No disciplinary action. None. Absolutely none. And they still haven't.
0: So they knew about what happened Mm -hmm. and didn't do anything.
1: Yes. They said it's because she didn't make herself... um, The victim didn't make herself unanonymous, even though they did in front of the... Assistant Principal, but since it wasn't a formal method of de-anonymizing themselves, it wasn't counted, and wow. therefore, yeah. So that was it, and it was that just, was it. Sorry,
0: can't do anything. Mm-hmm. The way that
1: it works in the Bellevue School District, really to say, is that um, if you do not, if you if you submit a complaint confidentially, then there is only so much they can do about it. But if you submit it unanonymously you know, introduce yourself, all that, then it's called a formal complaint. Then you, they can do something about it, take disciplinary action. But they, she, she, she didn't do it formally, but she did say, recognize, not recognize herself. She was, um, she named herself at like the meeting with the assistant principal. And I guess since it wasn't a formal process, they just didn't count it. Even though they contacted her parents and everything, they knew who she was. They just, since it wasn't formal, they used a loophole to avoid Mm-hmm. The bad rep. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. <Wow. laughs> okay, so, okay, so from my understanding, it's new Newport school, so, mm-hmm. Newport uh, high school, did a walkout. This incident happened, and the walkouts were held. And this was like last mm-hmm. November, right? Yes. So very it recently.
1: It was very recently, and yeah. it was honestly back to like the process thing on um, it. We, like, released a statement as a cast about what happened because the lead of our show had obviously been switched out as a result of the cast changes, yeah. and <clears throat> so we released a release statement about what had happened, and nothing really happened from that, honestly, and then we report they walked out are like, oh, that's interesting, that's happening at the same time, I guess, right. and we started planning ours while, like, right after the message that we sent out happened, then we got news that they walked out, and then we were continuing planning, we were in the stages, like, every, the date had been set, all of that, and then we learned that they were expelled. And we were in shock. We're like, can we get expelled? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, should we be advertising it this much? Because, should- you know, as the leaders of this, we still have to recognize the fact that most of these kids don't want to get expelled. Yeah, So we can't just, like, <laughs> right. tell everybody to go do the walkout knowing that they could possibly get expelled in good conscience. Mm. And so we did a huge deep dive into the policy and why they got expelled. We talked to numerous Newport students and everything. And we learned that basically since they had held their walkout inside, it was uh, it's called a disruption. And anything labeled as disruptive is ground for, grounds for expulsion.
0: So this is uh, why you chose to do yours outside. We
1: outside. So we had to like redo all of it. And the thing is, the media had covered their... Walk out, which none of us had anticipated, like at all. They didn't invite media outlets, nothing. And as just and just because they got expelled, all the headlines were Newport students get expelled
0: for walking out. Wow. Not even not nothing about maybe the reason they were doing the walkout. It's like
1: in the article somewhere, but like you know, but just like they got expelled. (laughs) Exactly. And it was horrible. And we were like, that can't happen. So we contact- contacted the media outlets ourselves. Someone right. from KUOW, a photographer, ended up coming out. Actually, we weren't sure what was going to happen. We just sent them numerous emails. We're like, you should come. And right. they came out, and we did it outside, and we did a bunch of interviews with them, and then they released an article
0: with the headline of, I know,
1: like, students walk out or something
0: like that after right. um, sexual assault. And, yeah. And so I, I feel like I understand, I mean, obviously why you did this, but... Do you feel like you achieved your goal? Do you feel like it was complete success or I don't know how?
1: I think I'm really happy that a bunch of people came out. It was, um, I can't say it was a complete success. It's great. I mean, to have walkouts and, okay. but I think the thing that many people realize after walkouts is that it dies down like that fire mm-hmm. that you, know, no matter how many people you get there, that fire dies in the blink of an eye. Like yeah. then people just forget it even happened. And that part sucks because you're standing there and you're protesting and you realize that you're not the policymakers, So you can't really do anything but put pressure on an administration yeah. who's too caught up in all of their own reputation to actually do anything. So they don't really have a motive outside of news outlets, really. So there's not much that... So it's like, what power do you really have? Exactly. And it's very, very... Honestly, dehumanizing and it, it takes away all of your hope. Like, oh my gosh, it. I can't. Yeah, I it can imagine. Addressed. But we did have a meeting with the um, Title IX coordinator, which is um, for those of you who aren't as sure as, as to what that is. It's the one. It's basically harassment, intimidation, and bullying, and talks about assault, harassment, all of that, and all of the guidelines. And the policy is not bad. That was, I think there was a misstep in our approach of the walkout, which is not easy to admit, but there was definitely a misstep because we didn't know. We didn't know that the policy, we just attacked the policy. We attacked um, the administration. We attacked the school board without knowing, you know, the real cause of it. And the policy actually isn't. But it's just not, you know, it's vague enough that it includes the right things. It's just not.
0: So the policies, they are just not being implemented? Is yeah, that, is
1: that exactly. Yeah. It's not being So they're just.
0: Finding these loopholes, finding these ways out to just And then they kinda exploited of- like all
1: of <laughs> they exploited every single one and then some more. So yeah, that's kind of that was that was our bad I guess. But afterwards we had discussion with the timeline coordinator. I did. It was a two hour long meeting and Oh my gosh. It went nowhere. I honestly felt kind of brainwashed. They're very, very good at what they do. I spent a whole week of being completely brainwashed into like Why did everything they say just make
0: sense? Because they're really, really good at gaslighting things. things. Full on. It was literally gaslighting. Whoa. You walk out, you're like, wait a minute.
1: (laughs) I was like, did this actually happen? I was like, I was in shock. Like, I was so, I was like, they gave me all this paperwork. They're like, yeah, literally the process for filing complaint is so simple. Like, the reason that other ones haven't worked out is because they didn't do it properly. And, you know, that's not our bad. That's on them. And we're like, and I was like. Yeah, this is solving all the problems. This actually makes sense. Heck yeah! And then I like kept looking, and then and I, made I a little like, rally went to it, and I was like, "What is this paperwork? This is like all lies." Like according to this, according to the things that they sent me, action should have been taken in almost every single case. Yeah,
0: and I and I imagine like as a high schooler, I mean, I feel like there's just such a power dynamic there of like the admin, the authority figures, and then you're just this, like, senior in high school and you're, like, trying to make this change happen. You see, like, many faults in this system. And, I mean, does it ever feel like you just have no power, have no voice? Like,
1: Literally, literally all, all the time. It was kind of painful because the students called it out, too, a little bit. They were like, the walkout happened, and, like, a week later, everyone forgets about it and the organizers aren't doing anything. I think there is power in speaking out even ways, True. because at the end of the day, schools care
0: about the reputation. Like, Interlakes, yeah. at the top of the state. It's
1: just that good. It's so amazing, you know? I mean, so Newport Newport.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, but in my opinion, their reputation should not come first. Yeah. It's, like, student safety should be, like, right, number one think. part. You know what I mean? Like, I get reputation, but no, I don't totally. know if your students feel unsafe to come to school. It's... The moment that your students,
1: like, can't step into school without feeling like they're protected is, that's the moment that, you know, you have an issue. And, but the admin, they all act like children. I mean, you have the teachers being like, it's the, I mean, our fall play director was actually very, very good. I felt honestly bad for him because he did everything in his power he could to get actual justice to get the um, assaulter out of the cast you know, but he fought for a whole day. He spent all of his Veterans Day just in meetings, fighting for us. Um, so he was he's he was good. Yeah. But um, most teachers, they just pass it on to the principal. And then the principal's like, oh, we can't do anything. That's up to the school board. School board's like, yeah, that's not up to us. That's up to Title Nine. IX. Title Nine's like, They're that's not avoiding. They're all just
0: avoiding. Exactly. The They're all like, oh, someone else will take They care. throw it
1: on to someone else, and then, either lower or higher in the food chain. And right. it just never, you know, like. Just, like,
0: filters through. It's exactly. It's like nothing,
1: Yeah. And then you just no don't real. know who to place the blame on besides, like, all of them. And then when you attack all of them, they're like, it's not all
0: of our faults. And you're like, I don't know if it is or isn't yeah. anymore. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I mean, at that point, it's like, I mean, I, I can imagine it'd be, like, scary to go up to to someone and just to share. And just it's obviously a difficult issue to talk about. Um And also when you're getting that, I don't know, that response to me just feels... Very much like a cop out. Very much, yeah. I can see how it'd be demoralizing. (laughs) When I hear you talk about this, I'm literally at a loss for words because, I mean, the amount of courage it must have taken you to share your story—not only share your story, but have it be publicized in the media and in front of your whole school. Like, I, I mean, I like you inspire me genuinely. (laughs) Like, like I said in the intro, like you're a go-getter. Like, you have these passions, you have these beliefs, and you are willing to fight for them you know, and it's, it's, I mean, not a lot of people are, and someone needs to do it, and it's not easy being that person, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I did do it, I think I was, like, a little bit selfish, and, like, why I did it, because of, like, the, like, aftermath of my whole situation was a lot of PTSD and denial, which I think I cited in the article, I was, like, yeah, it was, like, I was in full denial for a year, which I was, Mm -hmm. and then I'm, like, but I'm all good now, which is, like, not really true, because, like, I mean, there's the five stages of grief. I haven't made it past denial stage. Like I'm still like very, very stuck there. Mm -hmm. And I probably will be for like a few more years, you know? But um, I think a part of me just like needed to say it to the student body, especially because um, one of the other victims, uh, I usually she was also in the news article. She graduated last year, but before she graduated, she did a whole video on how like the students responded to the assault and like naming the abuser and it was just a really bad response and like when I looked into the crowd at the walkout I could see like some of those same people and I think a part of me just did the walkout just so I could get like some closure and like get over the denial so I think that definitely gave me a little bit more courage than like it wasn't just like for the greater good which I guess was a little bit selfish but at the same time like all the victims like who came and spoke up at that walkout yeah. That just, just wanted to be heard, which says wow. so, so much. I mean, we were out there for hours. Wow. And we were like, you better not. We were like telling people, we were like, you can stay, you can leave if you want to. Yeah. Like, I know we're in school, but, like, everyone stayed. It's incredible. the admin, like, despite having a megaphone in our hands and, you know, despite, like, police came. They called police. And they were, like, pe- there were teachers watching from, like, the portables. And still the admin just like somehow ignored like a blaring megaphone telling them about everything that they've messed up
0: on and they just like it just didn't affect them like at all. I'm pretty sure they didn't even lose any sleep honestly. So it sounds like the student response was, it sounded like it was like a unifying experience and a unify, unifying It was surprisingly moment. unifying and right. nobody
1: really expected. I, I didn't expect it, none of the other organizers expected it to be like
0: yeah. that. I so I had not a lot of I, we had one um assembly, it's called the consent assembly at my high school, um, talking about issues of sexual assault and actually uh like reenact or not reenactments, but um students like told retold stories um not anonymously. People mm-hmm. had submitted stories of issues. Um and so I had I had that kind of I don't know you call that education about the yeah, admission. definitely. but um, I remember just, like, before coming to college, I was like, oh, like, people are mature, people are older, like, this won't be a big issue, and it's very much an issue at, in college, mm-hmm. you know, like, at UW, it's, I think it's an issue at every college, and probably in every stage of life, and that's why it's, I mean, it's just so, so important to educate people and have that awareness and you i mean hearing you talk about you know these these policies that the administration has and like how confusing they are and how i mean i i feel like students should know like what to do if something like this happens and know that they'll be projected and know mm-hmm. that they'll be heard and know that it'll be confidential like it's just something oh, yeah. needs to change you know no, what i mean literally. like
1: and the educators that we have like I do respect a lot of my educators, a lot, but, and I agree with the sense of like, you should stay unbiased in your teachings, you know, you like, suppose politically, you're teaching Gov, you don't want to lean too liberal, you don't want to lean too, lean too mm. conservative, you want to teach from a moderate point of view, very objective one. But I think not teaching and not taking a stand on issues such as sexual assault and being like, if you're not going today. You should go, or if you're like, have a, te- if you're a teacher who scheduled tests on the day of the walkout, because mm. everyone knew about the walkout, you yeah. scheduled tests, then like move the test, you know, be like, encourage your, don't yes. give a reason yeah. for the kids to not go to the walkout, because you should be taking a stand as an educator and being like, this is the right thing to do. I, I just wish the teachers had like some more teachers that done that because we had like a couple. But a lot of them acted like they didn't know what was happening when everyone knew that you had to know what was happening. Mm. There was no way to not know what was happening. It was yeah. physically impossible. There were posters going around, but I mean, then a lot of them just pretend like they didn't know. And I'm like, if you're going to act like you don't know about this yeah. as an educator, and you're gonna like preach to your or your your actions are showing to the kids that it is totally okay to not take a stand and it's totally okay to just sit back and be a bystander. And yeah, not is, take action. What is that
0: teaching your students?
1: Exactly. Like you what can, is what are you setting an exactly? For, you know? Absolutely, and you can preach all about like activism and protesting and it's important. It's
0: all you want, but like it's just it's not.
1: It it's, at, it's at, not good.
0: At the end of the day, it's just it's not a political debate. It's mm-hmm. not. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I can't fathom <laughs> someone not no literally. understanding.
1: It's I, like gun rights. Okay, sure, you can make it like a political thing. There's a there's a lot of political so many things like why not like there's is like Democrats like... Republicans political parties go right. for it this is human <laughs> rights! this is literally safety yeah. within safety, like
0: yeah. your schools and do you turn to parents if you know these adults who are admin like if they're not being supportive like what are, what are the parents what what are, what role do they take if any I'm
1: lucky my parents have been really um, supportive it definitely took them time but mm. like. It's gonna take them time, like you know. That's just kind of a granted. Um, it took them time, but they, like my mom, she just like started crying at school board meeting mm-hmm. because when she tried to, she went up and she's like, "I have two minutes to speak," and she like went up and she tried to speak about why it was so important. And she just broke down, that. and I can at the same time empathize how heartbreaking it must be to see that there's nothing happening. Yeah, like from a parental perspective, yeah. I can't imagine what I would do if like my kids was was going through that, like yeah yeah and then you have to respect them at the end of the day because you don't have a choice like right everyone's gonna yeah you still you
0: still teachers. want to get this an system. education, you still want to be in school, you still want to go to college. like yeah. I
1: mean I'm lucky at least my like rights to education have been taken away. Alex, sue so, got denied an education because she spoke out, and no matter what we do, she isn't getting
0: reinstated, and she's it it was because of was a disruption.
1: yeah, because the walkout was a disruption and not an assault. Wow, <laughs> yeah
0: so are you still going to these board meetings is this trying to i'm
1: um i think it's it definitely has died out a lot bellevue high school um there's a lot of really great organizers ava corral serena kai they're all going out and they're still doing um a lot of the board meetings there is um this organization that's also they also helped a lot um one of my friends is and she um, came to some of poor meetings, uh, one of the fathers, he's, his kid hasn't been impacted, she's only five, but he's, like, from around here, he's like, this hasn't changed since I was in high school, so wow. I decided it's time for some change. And he's a public policy major. He drafted up this impressive email about the policy and what's different about it and what's wrong about it, and the truth of everything he did is research and they
0: ignored it. There's no response. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around this. Um <laughs> so is it just it it there's something in the policy that is not allowing them to do anything is, or they're I just mean, choosing to take kind it? of there's
1: um okay, I'm talking real policy here for a second so prepare your ears. Um so um Obama's administration was very much like title 9, you know, if there's evidence, then great, you know. But the
0: and what can we can we talk mm-hmm. about what like what Tele9 is, just because I feel like it would be good to Yes, absolutely. Title 9 is
1: all, like, your sexual assault, harassment, everything. It basically outlines guidelines on how to approach those matters and what must be done, what's the legal process. Um, There's policies 3205 and 3207 within that, which are the ones that we talk about the most because of um, assault. And basically, the DeVos administration, when they came in, or Trump administration, under Betsy DeVos, this head of Education. They changed it to. I forgot the actual. It was like possible deniability or something. But um, basically, you know, it's like innocent until proven guilty. Mm, yeah, it's not like that for assault, right? Because how can you be proven guilty? Like a rape kit test, like, security cameras? Are you telling me, like, you have security cameras installed in every square That's foot? That's why it's so tricky. You know, like, yeah. there's no way to be innocent until proven guilty. Just, you have to believe the survivor, because you should believe the yes. survivor, because the
0: survivor's not going to lie Thank about you. that, yes. you know?
1: It's really, really simple. Um, but the... It is, was, you're
0: right, it is quite simple. It is simple. It's just Honestly, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's... It, why are we making it so confusing? <laughs> like,
1: it's not... It's so simple, and... The, the boss administration was like, yeah, no, unless you give us enough evidence for us to, you know, because we have to give, this is the key phrase, equal rights to the accuser and the accused. Which is a tricky situation because mm. you don't want to deny equal rights. Right, right. You right. have to understand that it's not as complicated as they're making it, really. Yeah. It's not about equal rights. It's about a crime. This is still criminal, despite being if you, whether you're a minor or whether you're an adult. And um, <laughs> and they are like, yeah, that's, the, they changed the policy to if you, you, there has to be enough evidence for it to prove, it's be, to, to make it innocent until proven guilty, because they're innocent until they're proven gu- guilty, is how um, they deal with, uh, like, the abusers. So, yeah, and the BSU policy says that they don't follow that, they follow a different one, different guideline, the Obama guidelines, which is like, there has to be evidence a little bit, there has to be, like, a claim that they don't really act like that. There's supposed to be safety plans that they implement. You're not supposed to – it's almost like a restraining order in school. You're not supposed to be this close to, like, this person. They can't be around you. Mm -hmm. The abuser at my school came up to my friend and me, like – because after the fall play, there was, like, a group of three of us students who, like, we were seniors. We had kind of been through this before, you know, and so we knew what to do a little bit. And he came up to all three of us individually, and he was, like – I need your help because I know you can help me, like, clear my name. And we're like, A, why would we we help you? B, why are you here? Like, he came to my jazz choir concert and everything. Like, I was just like, this is why we have safety plans. And the school doesn't even give us those. And they're supposed to. Like, by law, they have to give us a safety plan. By law, if something happens on school campus that is unsafe, it has to be mandatory reported, and action must be taken. Like, that is the purpose of mandatory yeah. reporting. It's not like a tattletale. Oh, i mandatory reported, so now, like, the kids' parents no, know. No, it's just making the student feel safe at school. Like- exactly. You know, and that, like, but as, all they do is they just tell the parents... And then Mm -hmm. without asking the student, which is also really, really bad because everyone's parental situation is different. So if you have something going on at home and you got assaulted, then you're kind of screwed. And that happens to so many kids and they don't say, and that's why they don't say anything. Um, But yeah, they contact the parents. They just tell them, this is what happened. Good luck. And then the kid goes home, could be potentially unsafe home environment. And on top of that, They are at school, and it's still an unsafe environment because the abuser's still there. So it's just damaging every single, even support system, that the kid has. Yeah. And it's just, there's a walkout today. It wasn't around assault, but it was around a kid's safety um, and attempted suicide at school. And there was, like, no one around. And they are like, you could have potentially traumatized someone, and the emergency expelled her. Twice. And they put her in a program that isolated her from her friends, and from her education, and isolated her from everybody. She attempted again. They emergency expelled her again. She's actually one of the organizers of the walkout. She wasn't able to attend because she was emergency expelled. <sighs> yeah, it's they they like do whatever they can to not keep their kids safe. They do like the opposite, even if it means depriving them of their education. Education yeah. is just not the priority. Neither is safety. We need it's, to get the
0: priorities in order. Literally, <laughs> it's hard. I I feel, I feel it's very hard to know how to navigate these issues. But in the end, like, it's so important what you're doing. And I I don't know. Is there like any piece of advice or any message you want to give to others? Um. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I would say speak out. Like, even if you're a victim, I. I think one of my biggest regrets was not saying something mm. when I did like publicly. Um, because I think I think I I think I could have prevented a few things, um, by speaking out. And I have to carry that like guilt with me forever. Um, and no matter what people say that like it's like, you know, you need your time to process and you couldn't have done anything about it, and you don't know you don't know if that would have stopped it and blah blah. blah. Um you still carry that with you. And I wouldn't really wish that on anyone. Um, so I would say if you're a victim, you have so much good in you and you have so much strength in you and you can absolutely speak out. Even if it's not to like admin all the time, but even if there's like, just, just try, just, just try to make yourself heard. And it sucks for a little bit, you know, all the stares and all the glares sometimes. And, um, and sometimes even they're familiar with familial response or the response from your friends, but mm. it's just so worth it to speak mm. up because you're doing something for the greater good and you're empowering just by speaking out. You're empowering so many other people to speak out Yeah, and it sets off a chain reaction.
0: Totally. And, I was just thinking that. It's like literally domino effect. Literally a domino
1: effect. I, yeah. I never thought that so many people would speak out, um, but if enough of us start speaking out and enough of us start building off of this, mm. um, some real federal change could be made. So. There's Do strength, it. strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers. Yeah. There's so much strength in numbers. And if we don't have power, we can at least at least grab that strength and utilize it. So if you're listening and you've gone through it, I would really highly encourage you. Um, as long as you prioritize your mental health, you know, <laughs> speak up if you can. Because it's your story is so deeply valued by everybody around you. And we ha- so we're here true. for you, you know? At least, at the end of the day, girls will support girls, or for the most part. Priel
0: and Lucy are here for you. Lucy we're here, here, here. You. <laughs> uh, So, yeah. All right, I have one last question. Absolutely. I always ask this mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a vague question. Interpret it however you wish. Gotcha. What does it mean to you to be a woman? I hit you with that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that actually a really good question. Um, I think women are always set to help to this standard of silence and um, presentability. Yeah. Don't spread your dirty laundry, you know. Don't make too much of a riot. So you have to be quiet. You have to keep it down, you know. You want to be presentable for everybody. You want everyone to love you. You need to please everybody all the time. To be perfect, you have to be perfection all times. And I think what what being a woman really is is saying screw that and don't and do whatever you want. Um, do yes. do whatever you want. Be loud. Be, be loud. And you can be, be graceful. You can be Make totally. Make Yes. You can be totally graceful while being imperfect. True. And there yes. is so much. And it's you can be the other. strong while being vulnerable. And you're not being hysterical. You're just making your voice heard. And I think that's what being a woman is. I think it is starting a riot. And I think it is being the people who drive change. Because you know what? We've been through so, so much. And at one point, there is a lot more that we have so much. And that gives us power. We have so much power. Because we've. Survived so much. And I think being a woman is understanding that you're not always a superhero as a survivor. Sometimes you're just a survivor. Who's struggling? And being a woman is empathizing with those people and helping lift them up and being a community. And that's what it is. It's just starting a riot. Doing it. Just, 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 just doing it. Just Don't do copyright it. me. I'm just not- do it. <laughs> <The> Nike's <imagine laughs> <me> like- <laughs> I'm gonna call on violent
0: <laughs> copyright. <laughs> but so- it. there it is start a that's also from a song I know that's from a song <laughs> uh, but it's okay start yeah, a I was riot thinking, I was thinking sit still look pretty which is oh, also a yeah, song oh yeah that's also a song all good alright well thank you so much for meeting with me I, it was a pleasure talking to you um, this has been so fun oh, i, actually, I yes. thank you for having me oh my gosh it's, been, it's yes. been so great
1: I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to speak about this yeah so, thank you
0: amazing thank you for listening to today's episode of women are the answer Without our podcast team, this wouldn't have been possible. So a special thanks to our editor, Pranadi Dhani, and our branding specialist, Pravalika Kasam.